I recently switched out my winter wardrobe with my summer clothes. Do you do this too? Each time I have the opportunity to take stock of what I have, what I use, what I need to donate, and what gaps I'd like to fill. One of the funnest ways I've loved to fill those gaps is through Armoire, a clothing rental membership that can help you build the perfect summer wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your online closet. The styles show up to your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles that help fill those wardrobe gaps without the major investment or commitment. For my first case from Armoire, I chose mostly summer dresses from Bowdoin, a brand I can't typically afford, and the chicest double-breasted black blazer from Paige that has honestly surprised me in its versatility. I have loved having more options in my summer wardrobe without the pressure of keeping them forever, and I've already been building out my online closet with Armoire, so I know what I want for my next case. For you expecting mamas, those working or style obsessed who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 339. We see in children that they can so easily connect to their creativity. Just hands over some finger paints, a bunch of cardboard, tape, glue, crayons, and then stand back and see what kids can do. Over the past year, we have been living in a basement and homeschooling, and my kids have gotten super creative about the funniest things, like boxes from Costco, those big things that I bring home all our groceries in. They've created robots with these boxes and pirate ships. And just recently, my daughter took two full weeks to make this huge replica of the Titanic with a removable top. And you can see inside to all these different rooms and even furniture within them, all made from the Costco cardboard. I've just been thinking to myself, why do kids find it so easy to create? Maybe it's because they've removed shame regarding what they create. Maybe because they're able to be more present with this act of creativity. And maybe it's because they can more easily remove their worth from how things turn out. As we grow into our adulthood, we definitely lose parts of who we are. And one part that I see is shared amongst the majority of adults is something I want us to take back, and it's our creativity. That's why this month our theme is 
cultivate creativity. I believe a huge part of the very makeup of our souls is that we are inherently creators. And as we return back to this important part of our deeper identity, we'll also experience a return to ourselves. The best news about this often dormant creativity is that it can be stroked back to life. Are you ready to be a creator in your life again? Then this month is for you. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packard, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. As we learn to come back to ourselves with our creativity, you might also be thinking about how there's still parts of you that are missing that you would like to uncover and an identity inside you that needs to be found. If that's you, I want you to take my foundational course, Finding Me. It's okay that you've lost parts of yourself along the way as you've tried to be good at your many roles and responsibilities. But instead of making those things your identity, you need to bring who you are to your roles and your responsibilities. And you can do that by learning how to anchor back into who you are and to align your life to what matters to you. And as you do that, you will find more strength and more fulfillment and more creativity and how you can show up to your important roles and responsibilities. You can sign up for Finding Me by going to aboutprogress.com slash finding me. We just finished up the first round with my founding students and it's been phenomenal. I'd love to have you take part. That's aboutprogress.com slash finding me. Before we dig into the meat of this episode, let's do our two short segments that appear in the first episode every month. The first is do something. This is where I report into you on how I am doing with my own do something list this year. If you want to learn more about what a do something list is and make your own, listen to the very first episode that was released this year, 2021. Now I committed to you last month that I was going to do better about prioritizing my do something list. I've been in survival mode so much that I've put aside a lot of my list. And sometimes that's okay. That's our time in our season. But I realized that we're all in a survival mode and that I too need to remember that this is what the do something list is for is to help us endure things that are hard in life. So I did try my best to do some small but meaningful ways of working on my do something list. First, I cut my hair. (laughs) Isn't that a weird one? One of the things on my list was to have fun with fashion and document it. I've basically had pioneer hair for a few years, haven't gotten it cut very often at all, three times in over three years, I guess. So I cut off about 10 inches and I got bangs and it's been interesting and fun. The next thing we did as as a family, we went to Zion National Park and it was so wonderful, even though it was super windy. I actually met one of our listeners there. So shout out to Emma. And we have plans to now go to Yosemite this fall and we got a national park pass so I can move forward with one of the items on my list, which is to visit three national parks. And the other bit of progress I've made is with my reading. 
I really kind of fell off a bit, but I've really gotten back into it the past month, especially. A few that I read recently was uh, would include, I guess, The Midnight Library, which I highly recommend, and Cast, another big recommendation. Lots of good books are going on, and it feels so good. You can see my full list at aboutprogress.com slash do something 2021. And again, listen to the first episode of 2021 to learn how to make your own. It's a big focus in my Strive Hive as well. All things do something. And finally, the second segment is where I share the review of the month. In May, I shared a lot of thank you gifts along the way on my Instagram to say thank you. So let me share one of those reviews that got a thank you gift. And you can, if this is you, make sure that you've emailed me your full name and address. This review comes from Amy N. Butler. She wrote, Monica put so much effort into inviting guests and crafting the conversation in ways that truly helped me in my journey of self-discovery and confidence. I find myself stopping to take detailed notes and listening to certain episodes over and over. I have found my favorite podcast. That was so nice, Amy. Thank you. And guys, that was just two lines. It, it can be so, so simple. So if you can do me the honor of leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and iTunes especially, it helps the podcast so, so much. Thank you for all of those who've already done that. Okay, let's dig into creativity. I want to start us really diving into this topic by asking you a few questions. How did you express your creativity as a kid? Did you build things or take things apart to see how they worked? Were you super into art or dance or expression and performing? Did you find yourself really drawn to music? Or maybe you found yourself organizing a lot or making your room match your personality. Perhaps you were a great problem solver or you created many imaginative worlds you could go to, whether it was in your mind or your own writing. So how did that look for you? As children, creativity was a means to escape or to restore order, to express ourselves, to calm ourselves down, to get ourselves excited and to connect with ourselves. Regardless of the means and regardless of the outcomes, it always felt good to create. Why? Well, I think it's because it's how we came home to ourselves as children. It's how we felt like ourselves. We are creators. Every single one of us on the earth, we are creators. Lisa Funk has been on the show a few times. She is the founder of Hand Lettered Design, where she combines mindfulness and hand lettering. I have like all of her products and paid for them. They're incredible. And the first time she was on the show a few years ago, she said something I've never forgotten. She said, quote, we are born to create, unquote. Creativity is an unborn right for us, just like any other right. And when we lose that right because of our circumstances, or we lose it because of the growing responsibilities we are taking on or even forced to carry, we lose our inborn right to be ourselves. And that means we lose ourselves. I want you to think about what is holding you back from taking back this right of being a creator. And likely it's due to some major misunderstandings you might carry of what counts as creativity. Well, I was a pretty artsy kid. I loved to dance and perform. I loved music and I read like crazy. As an adult, I was convinced that I was not creative. And when I think about why that is, 
It's for a few reasons. I think first it's because I didn't think I was good enough at anything quote unquote creative to qualify as creative. And that reasoning is so flawed, but in two ways I want to highlight. One, creativity is more than just the performing or fine arts. And for a long time, I didn't realize that. And two, you do not have to meet a certain standard in order to qualify as creative. Have you believed like this? Are, are you like me? And you've thought, oh, I creativity is only in these certain ways and I have to meet these certain parameters. And because of that, what have you lost or missed out on? Let's break down the first one a little bit, that creativity is more than just performing or fine arts. We often discount ourselves from the label of creativity because we don't think our skills or our interests count. They're not good enough. Where on earth did we learn that creativity is only writing or art or music and the like? I know I fell for this too. As I grew into becoming more of a perfectionist from middle school on through college, I gradually took on more of this type A personality. And type A is great. And and it works for me in a lot of ways. I'm still very, very logical, right? But I could only see two opposite ends of the spectrum, either super type A or super type B, the more creative personality, and that I was not allowed to cross that spectrum. I gradually chose more diligence over openness. I chose more discipline over being present. Again, none of these are bad things, but when taken to extremes, you lose parts of yourself. And I absolutely did. So in my early 20s, up until my late 20s, I did not think I was creative anymore. I, again, I thought I was too logical to buy the book, to tell me what to do and I'll do it, but not like, oh, I can just create these masterpieces and come up with things and I do art and music and all these things that are creative. Alongside this growing, like only one side of the spectrum personality, I gradually quit the ways I used to be creative because I was no longer good enough, meaning I was no longer exceptional at them. From dancing to flute to performing, I quit the ways I used to be creative as a child because I no longer made the special programs for them at college. I wasn't exceeding at them. I wasn't being noted for them or applauded for them. And because of that, I didn't believe I had the right to do those creative things anymore. There was this awesome Instagram reel going around um, from an artist online, and he shared how he told his friend that he enjoyed doing art. And his friend responded, oh, are you good at it? This artist who shared about it is not renowned all over the world. It's not like everyone knows his name. And luckily for him and for us, he knew better when his friend asked him this question. And he responded that being good at art wasn't the point of doing the art. Can you have the courage to believe the same about you and how you can be creative? You do not have to earn the right to call yourself a creative and to be a creator. You just have to create. And similarly, it doesn't have to be in a certain medium or like performing or fine arts to be creative. Last summer, if you had Disney Plus, you got to see the amazing Broadway musical Hamilton. And this is going to sound really braggy, but I'm just going to say it. 
Brad and I were really lucky to be able to see it live in San Francisco with a touring cast. The first time we tried, like the tickets on the nosebleed were like $600. So we waited another couple of years and we finally got in to see it. So in that meantime, while I was waiting to finally be able to afford a ticket, I got super into Hamilton. I read the book it was based on. I also learned everything I could about the creator behind this musical, Lin-Manuel Miranda. I watched documentaries on him. I've read articles about the process. I even read his book about the creation of Hamilton. I did a total deep dive, right? And do you know what I love the most about Lin-Manuel Miranda? who created the most exceptional musical of our modern day and completely revolutionized the way performing arts communities are now more inclusive. This is the thing I love about him the most. And yes, he is beyond talented in so many ways. But guess what? He's not the best singer. He's not. And I'm going to say that with full love and complete 100% devotion. I am forever a Lin-Manuel Miranda fan. And I'm so glad that he is the lead of Hamilton but he's not the best singer. I am so certain that he knows it too. And yet he did not let that stop him from creating a few Tony winning musicals, right? And starring in his own creations too. So I hesitate to compare us to Lin-Manuel Miranda because clearly he is exceptional in so many ways. And also he is in the performing arts. So instead, I'm going to ask you to think about some people that you know in your real life who lean into the craft of creativity in a variety of ways and in a variety of levels. So maybe there's a woodcarver locally or a painter that you know. Maybe there's a reporter or a writer in the family, a family historian. Maybe there's a child who you know loves to dance, a friend who plays the piano for her just herself. Think of people who have different modes of creativity and different levels too. And as you see them and you witness what they get from it, their aliveness and their fulfillment in being a creator, can you just allow yourself that possibility to, to have more fulfillment, to feel more alive, to feel more like yourself, to see how you are creative in ways that maybe you didn't think counted before. What would other people say you are creative about? And also to give yourself that openness and that right to be a creator without having to reach a certain outcome to qualify as creative. What if creativity were a skill just like any other skill out there? What if you gave yourself a chance to cultivate this skill in your life in ways that were meaningful, enriching, and so fulfilling for you? That's what I want to help you do. I'm going to share my three tips to cultivating creativity in your life again. But first, let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. Before I share my tips on how you can cultivate your creativity again, I just want to share a little bit about how I came home to my creativity, how I anchored back into my identity as a creator. For me, it started with needing to decorate a house. (laughs) When we bought our tiny little house in California, how many years ago was that? I think nine years ago, I gave myself finally license to create. We needed this house to be decorated. And before then, I thought I was terrible at interior design. I said that for years, but suddenly when I had the need and I also had the the, the opportunity, I gave myself the chance to try. And gradually over time, it became something that I 
really grew to love. I am now obsessed with interior design, so much so that I almost went back to school to become an interior designer. And part of my early do something lists were were to design spaces for my friends. And I created storyboards and product lists and all the things. Am I super good at at, um, interior design? I think that's subjective. Probably not. Do I have a huge Instagram account and a following and products all based on my interior design skills? No. Interior design is for me. It's become a great outlet and a joy. And it's an ever ongoing source of creativity for me in ways that I never thought I would enjoy. Other ways I gradually came home to my creativity actually includes this podcast. I had no idea how much a podcast would demand that I cultivate some creativity muscles. From learning how to edit and do website design and getting creative about the topics that we cover and even how to frame a question. This podcast has stretched me creatively in ways I don't think I would have recognized before count as creative, but absolutely are. Like right now, I'm looking at my notes for this episode and it's nine pages long. And I wouldn't have thought that counted as creative before, but I'm looking at this. I'm like, yeah, that is creative. I've created something from nothing. So how can you do that for yourself? Maybe you can think about your own creativity path. And it always starts to help with where did you get stuck along the way? Or what did you lose alongside parts of yourself? As well as think about right now in this moment, how are you creative in ways that you didn't know counted before? If you're stuck in answering those questions, don't worry. I'm now going to get into my tips on how to both better recognize and cultivate your creativity again. The three tips are one, start with your strengths. Two, cultivate what is missing. And three, be present in the process of your creativity. The first tip is to think of your strengths and to start there. This is where you think where you are naturally naturally creative. Your strengths are tied into your creativity. So what are some things that come more naturally to you or that you are interested in? Maybe it's organization. I'm going to give you a whole long list here of things that you might not have thought counted are strength based. Okay. Organization, movement, routines, art, imagination, child rearing. That's a hard word to say. Relationships, writing, cooking, fashion, designing a space, hair, understanding how something works, gardening, time management, dancing, teaching, connecting to people, learning, technology, music, recalling recalling facts and history, street smarts, baking, speaking, sewing. Oh my goodness, the list is going on and on and on. Get creative about what even the options are that you have. And when I say start with your strengths, I'm not saying to start at what you're exceptional at. Instead, think about what you enjoy doing. What are you drawn to? What, when you are engaged in this activity, makes you feel like you when you're doing them? Having strengths does not mean that you have to be exceptionally skilled at them or have accolades to prove that they are your strengths. Strengths are just how you feel at home with yourself. So start with your strengths when you're trying to cultivate more creativity in your life. Start with the things that already come a little bit more naturally to you. The second tip I have for you is to cultivate what is missing. Earlier in this episode, I asked you to think about your childhood and the things that you used to be drawn to. 
Now that can tie into here and now. And what is missing of those things? Maybe you can think about this a little bit more generally if that helps. Back when I started my first do something list, it was a way for me to bring back the things I used to be interested in as well as the parts of myself that I wanted to explore again. So when I was thinking about this more generally, I was starting with the feelings. Like I wanted to feel alive again. And I also thought about some other things that I wanted to cultivate in my life. I, I missed a challenge. I missed art. I missed exploration. I missed baking. And the list went on. So you can think more generally about what things you are missing. Maybe you're missing some fun or some stillness or adventure, or maybe you're missing things like learning or art or dancing. Maybe you're missing community or feeling challenged. To help you with this part, because I know that can be difficult when you're just trying to draw it out of the hat, right? I actually have a free guide for you and it will help you identify what is missing so you can start cultivating those things in your life. You can bring them back in. You can plant the seeds and you can nourish them and see what grows. It's free. You can go to aboutprogress.com slash belonging to get the belonging guide because as you bring back what is missing, you will learn how to belong to yourself again. Again, it's free, aboutprogress.com slash belonging. And as you bring back these things that are missing, you'll both restore old sources of creativity and you'll find new ones. For example, for me, I might not be a professional dancer now, but I still brought back my love of dance by attending a few adult ballet classes and even like a high fitness class totally counted. This tip might seem really dumb and you might just want to skip over it and go right to, you know, cultivating skills. And that's great. I love skills. I love it if you want to go take an art class or if you want to do an organization class or whatever it is. But I would start with what's missing and bringing those things back and leaning into ways of exploring yourself because it matters a lot. It's actually what changed my entire life was bringing by by cultivating what was missing in my life. So that was the second tip for us. Finally, the third tip, regardless of if you're starting with your strengths or focusing on what's missing, if you're doing either of those two, I want you to make sure that you are being present with these acts of creativity. If you're leaning on your strengths and you're trying to bring them back in a little bit more and make them stronger and make sure you are prioritizing them, be present. Same thing with bringing things back that we're missing. Just be present. It is so easy to measure if something is worth it based on how well you do. And that will take you right out of the process. Instead of focusing on the moment, you're only going to think about the end, the product that you might be able to control. And that again, will suck you straight out of this act of creativity and, and suck you out of the fulfillment and the joy that you can get in this creativity. After 14 years of dancing, I lost my love of dancing because I got stuck in measuring how well I was doing with it. I was no longer present with the struggle, the push, the tug, the movement, the joy, because I was only thinking about how well or how poorly I was doing with it. What I want you to do is to focus on getting totally present in this process of creation. Instead of dwelling on the outcomes, pay attention to the present 
moment. And as you do that, you will find more enjoyment in those moments, as well as a greater willingness to learn and evolve in those moments. You will be more free. You'll be free from the shame over the outcomes or the predicted outcomes. Being present means that you can remove the judgment. It means you're open to learning. It means that you can be more fully connected to not only creativity, but to yourself. Again, you are creative. In fact, you are a creator. I hope these three tips can help you cultivate some of that creativity in your life again. The three tips again were to start with your strengths, cultivate what is missing, and be present in the process of your creativity. Again, if you want to focus on what is missing, go to aboutproducts.com belonging to get the belonging guide that's free. This month, we are getting creative even with our interviews and our topics. You'll hear from some stereotypical, quote unquote, creatives and some not stereotypical creatives. You'll hear from a new artist, a brand new artist. You'll hear from an amazing writer who wants all of us to use our creative power for good And you'll hear from an incredible coach on how to create the emotions you want to feel, right? So such a good variety here. It's going to be a great month. And I'm glad, so glad that you are here for the ride. If you're ready to do a deep dive again in uncovering your truest identity, I want to encourage you to sign up for my course, Finding Me. And as you learn to come home to yourself, you will find more confidence and authenticity and alignment in your life the kind that you're missing right now. Again, that's aboutprogress.com slash finding me. I am so grateful that you took the time to listen today, that you're here, that you're sharing the show, that you're leaving ratings and reviews. And I genuinely mean that every single time I see a share on social media, it brings a smile to my face and I feel true gratitude because I could not do this alone. I am just one person. The only way that this show exists and that it continues to exist and it continues to grow is because of you. So thank you for doing your part. I am really pumped about this month. And actually, to be honest with you, creativity is one of my favorite topics now. And I hope it can become that way for you too. So it's almost selfish for me because I really want to focus on a topic that I love in June, especially. Go and do something with what you learned today, my friends. And remember that life is about progress, not perfection. During the past year, once we've been homeschooling, I'm in the Packer home and we've been living in the basement, there hasn't been a ton of... Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.